Hello, hello, and welcome back to Parentheses, the podcast. My name is Belle, and this is a podcast all about copywriting and marketing, business, books, <laughs> all the good stuff. And today I am actually so excited to dive into this topic. It's a little bit different than what I normally do because I want to get into something that has been really trending in the marketing and content world recently. Um, and that is AI and specifically using content generating AI like ChatGPT and how it's going to drastically change the business and marketing and content spaces. Um, so again, this is a little bit different because often I will do episodes on more specific like copywriting and marketing uh, tips and tricks, strategies that I use with my clients um, and things like that. But today I wanted to have more of just a chat, just some of my thoughts on this big topic because uh, conversations around AI and how it's going to impact marketing um, has been a really, really big uh, trend. Uh, the conversations I've had uh, with different businesses and marketers, um, the the content that I'm reading online about it, there are some people who say that they're already experts and are trying to tell people how to use it. But really, um, what I want to just share is this is a very evolving thing in the marketing space, especially, um, and things are going to change and probably quickly, uh, but things are going to be changing with this. And so what I just want to share is some thoughts right now as to what I think um, is happening, what are some changes that are going on, catch you up to date on maybe a little bit um, of some of the answers I have come across, some of the conversations I've had with people who know a lot more about it, and um, hopefully kind of make you feel a little bit better and give you some direction as to how you can utilize this for your own business or your own marketing. So I want to start off with um, what these tools are and what they're used for. So AI is artificial intelligence and it's been around for a, a while now. Like it's not that it's, you know, it didn't just arrive a couple months ago or something. Um, and the reason that it's trending a lot right now is because there are tools that use AI that are getting very, very popular, that are very accessible to people. They're, they're free um, or close to free, some of them. Um, and that might change a lot as well. So it's not to say that these will always be, you know, public, publicly accessible, which is, I think, a big reason why a lot of people are wanting to try them and use them and kind of become experts as quickly as possible. So um, again, these are things that um, have existed for a while, but the tools are now becoming a little bit more accessible. Um, people are talking about it a lot more. And so it's drumming up a lot of conversation around it. Specifically, we're going to talk about ChatGPT, um, which is a content generator. It answers questions for you. So you could go onto ChatGPT, you can literally type it into your computer, go to the site there and, and type in a question like, um, I want a recipe for um, biscuits and it has to not include salt or um, butter or something like that. So you can type things like that in and it will answer your questions. It could create a blog post for you. It could write um, your LinkedIn bio. It could write out a job description for a very specific role in your company. So it can do all kinds of things depending on how you prompt it. So you're kind of asking it to do things. So you could say, um, write a blog post about um, wedding photography in Calgary um, and make sure to include these four points and use a playful, casual tone um, and have it be 1500 words. Like you can prompt it and the more prompting you give it, obviously the more it has to work with. Um, and then the intelligence, the because AI is, you know, 
a programmer has programmed something to learn um, and then it will respond to you. And so if that's starting to sound a little bit crazy or a little bit scary, you are so not alone. I also, the first time I saw this um, at play, like first time I saw ChatGPT working, I was like, whoa, this is super crazy. It really does feel like the computer is just like answering you or providing exactly um, what you're asking. It's, it's really, it's really wacky. Um, and it's definitely going to take some getting used to. Um, and that's what I want to work through a little bit in our um, episode today and talk a little bit more about. So these tools are not just being used for marketing also. I just want to kind of clarify that. So these tools, things like ChatGPT, or there's actually lots of different uh, content generator tools that are even even being leveraged by existing um, other tools. So a good example is ChatGPT is one very specific um, tool that is using um, text, uh, like it provides answers in text or it provides content in text. But there are also tools that create images. So you can you know, prompt something to create a paint of a turtle riding a horse in a abstract watercolor style um, and it will um, automatically like generate um, images for you that you could use in your marketing so that is also something that is happening right now Um, it answers questions as I said Um, it's also being used as um, coding support so helping coders um, uh, code things faster. I don't know a ton about that space, but I do know that it's being very, very helpful and making um, coding projects a lot easier and more accessible for people. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so I was, yeah, definitely feeling a little nervous when I was seeing it at play. And and when you kind of realize it's being used for so many different things, not just writing, um, it is really crazy to think about. It's kind of this weird thought that all of these things can be created by um, an artificial or a programmed intelligence, Um, which again, I am not an expert by any means, but I have been having lots of chats about it and it has been very fascinating to be learning um, a lot more. So if you also are feeling a little freaked out, you're super not alone. Um, But uh, as much as this tool is going to change the way we run businesses, the way we um, do marketing, it is really going to have a major effect, but it's a very evolving topic. It's something that is changing a lot. It's something that is changing quickly. And so even my thoughts today, even some of the things that I'm going to share in terms of tips or some of the um, advice that I've gotten from other people who know a lot more about this, some of my experience in trying out these tools that I'm going to be sharing, um, things might change really, really rapidly. So what I'm just going to share today is just um, my current thoughts on it, and we'll get further into it um, in different episodes if things really do drastically change and I want to go back to the conversation. Okay, so let's talk about specifically in marketing. I know it's being used in all different spaces and it can be used for all different things, but obviously my podcast is about marketing. That's how I've been looking at this, um, this new tool that's available. And you'll notice that I keep saying tool, um, and that's kind of going to bring us into our second point of the conversation, which is um, how are these tools impacting things like blogging, SEO, websites, those kinds of things. Um, And it really is a tool. And that is something that I really want to make sure is super clear is it's something that people are leveraging in different ways or using in different ways and trying to learn to use. So that's one thing is it's not going to replace a person. And that's something that I got out of a really, really great uh, conversation with a um, uh, a tech um, expert. So not this wasn't me, but I thought this was really, really smart. And um, he said that AI is not going to replace marketers or copywriters or coders or anything like that. It's not going to replace those people um, and those roles, but people who know how to use this tool 
um, know how to use AI for their role or for specific tasks are going to replace those who don't know how to use the tool. And so that's where I think this is a really interesting conversation to get into because we as people um, leverage tools all the time. So I think thinking of it as a tool kind of makes it a little bit more accessible and makes it also a little bit um, easier to understand some of the things I'm going to get into here about the changes that are going to happen to things like websites and content and some of the things that I don't think are going to change that much. So that's one thing is just that it's it's a tool. We can learn to use it in a way that works for us. Um, and learning to use it is actually going to be a big asset. It's not going to be taking away your skills. It's actually going to be often helping you be more effective in your role. Um, that's at least what I found and what lots of the conversations I've been having have been um, telling me. So I think that is a really, really good point. And it definitely made me feel better when I heard that because I went, oh yeah, I learned to use lots of tools. And I bet people felt the same way when um, you know, Grammarly came out. Grammarly is like an awesome plugin um, or Chrome extension that you can um, use to edit your text and it helps you just become, your writing become more clear or your writing become, um, you know, your spelling, your writing, your grammar um, get better. And so when that came out, I'm sure there was a little bit of concern around maybe copy editors or editors or specialists in um, editing writing. Um, I'm sure that was a stress, but you know, it hasn't replaced that completely and it's helped a lot of people in a lot of ways. Um, but there are still, you know, definitely a need for, um, amazing editors and professional writer, um, specialists and those kinds of things. So I'm kind of thinking about it that way. And that really helped me feel a little bit less stressed about it and look into it with a bit of a more analytical, like how do I best use this and how is it actually going to change some of the things that I work on as a copywriter and marketer. Okay, now we're going to dive into the two big changes or the two big um, features of AI and ChatGPT that I have had some conversations about that I want to share some points on. So first off is people are trying, um, and I say trying because there's lots of different ways to use it and people are really just trying to get a bit of a handle on it. Um, people are trying tools like ChatGPT. So again, there are other um, avenues that you can use tools like this. It's just the ChatGPT is the most um, regularly used one, I would say, in, in, and especially in the conversation I've been having. So I'll just use that as the basic example. Um, but people are using it to ask questions. So instead of going to Google and typing in like recipe for biscuits that doesn't include butter or something, instead they are going to chat GPT and trying to get answers there. So this is something that marketers are feeling a little bit concerned about, especially um, those who work in the SEO space or the um, uh, web traffic space, because if someone is looking for answers to a question that usually they may have found on your website and had new eyes on your website, which maybe would have helped, um, helped grow your business or helped land a client or, you know, what have you. Um, instead people are using these AI or content generators to, um, look like, look up those questions. So people are getting a bit concerned about this. So this is definitely going to change a couple things. Um, first of all, it's going to change, um, in our marketing space, we obviously have different metrics that we want to look at, like things that matter to us in terms of numbers. And I do really think that even if other major changes happen um, in the AI space or in the website space, like on search engines, I really do think that having tools where people can ask really simple questions and get um, a bunch of different answers, depending on how they put in the question, I think it will change some of the metrics we look at because our web traffic might look a little bit different. So maybe we're not getting quite as many eyes on our content. 
But the reason that um, I don't feel too stressed about that at this point is that most of the time, um, and this is again, just for right now, AI is always going to be going through changes. Um, search engines like Google are always going through changes. So things might change a lot in the, even in the near future. But right now, as I'm, as I'm talking about this, um, AI is not attributing sources to their content. And I think you can ask it to provide sources um, potentially, but again, it has like learning periods. So if it is learning every, you know, six months or something, for example, and if it's going through and it's learning more every six months, um, then if it's in that six months, something has changed, um, I'm describing this kind of badly, (laughs) but my point just being is that it is not providing always the sources to things. um, And it's also not providing several different options for what you can click on to get different answers. Um, It's just providing an answer. It's not providing, you know, links to different websites that will have that answer. So I think that um, people are definitely going to favor websites, at least for now, Um, People are definitely going to favor websites if they care about knowing where the information is coming from um, and being able to find a couple different versions. Um, So for example, I, you know, when I'm looking up recipes on Google, I really like to be able to see photos of it. I really like, so if someone has a beautiful photo that's popped up, um, or maybe I go to Pinterest, I'm like, Ooh, that looks really tasty. I'm going to go click on that. So that's one thing where I want to be able to see some, maybe some images for it. I also want to maybe be able to open um, one or two options for a recipe instead of just having the one. Um, So I think that for people who are really, really stressing that having AI being able to answer questions is going to take away people going to their website to get information. I'm really not feeling like that is going to be the main use because most people's business websites are providing um, specific information that often needs to be attributed to your brand, or maybe they're looking for an actual local business. So again, instead of saying, um, instead of freaking out that someone's going to go to ChatGPT and type in like best donut shop near me, well, that's probably not how they're going to use AI, at least again, for now, Um, because the way that we want to be uh, looking that up is through something like Google Maps or um, Yelp, like getting reviews. Um, We don't just want um, artificial intelligence to be giving us that information. And so um, being able to have uh, sources or being able to have multiple different search options um, or result options that show up, I think that's going to kind of be favored by a lot of uh, people, at least for um, the next while. Um, so that's where I think I'm not quite as stressed about that piece affecting SEO too much. Um, and the other thing is that if our web traffic shifts a little bit, um, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world because that might mean that the web traffic we are getting um, is a little bit more focused. So maybe it's more niche. People are finding us who are very specifically wanting to find our business and aren't just landing on our website by accident. So more intentional traffic or people who really, really care about a local result or sourced information, um, this is all really good. So it's actually not awful um, that some people might be going and just asking random questions um, to AI um, and using Google for more specific searches where they're looking for very, very specific results. So that's kind of my thoughts on that and and some of the conversations that I've been having around that piece of SEO and um, websites and how AI is going to impact that. The second thing that people have been talking about a lot is, of course, (laughs) having something like ChatGPT 
create content. So create social media posts or create a blog post or create website um, copy. So like the words that are on your landing page, for example, or the words on your homepage um, or your blog post, whatever that looks like. So people are having a lot of questions and a lot of concerns around that. So people are trying right now to use tools like ChatGPT to create these blog posts. And as we speak, there are currently lots of conversations happening around whether Google or other search engines are going to have penalties to websites that do leverage AI content because there are different um, people out there right now who are actually creating tools to test whether content, like whether writing has been done by AI or by a person. And I'm not really sure how they do that. Don't ask me, (laughs) but people are working on it right now because there is a bit of concern, even in school systems or, um, through websites that people might, um, leverage this content in a very inauthentic way, or, um, you know, spam sites might use AI in order to get higher on search rankings. So there's a lot of shifting right now happening in terms of, um, whether people will be able to literally just type in, write a website page with all this, all these key points or something, and just put it on a site and then put it on Google and have Google like it or not. So Obviously, a lot of it depends on your prompts, um, which we kind of talked about a little bit earlier about how prompting is going to be a big, big deal um, because what you tell the AI to create or what you tell the AI you would like um, to see um, is going to dictate what it puts together. Um, But there's also other concerns around it, like um, if we use the same prompt for our blog post, are we getting the same blog post? That's a big concern, right? So are we putting out identical content and hurting our website that way? So it's it's a big conversation. And, um, my answer or what I think is kind of the key thing to keep in mind is that, um, AI, uh, from again, just from the conversations I've had and (laughs) the ways that I've used it is that AI is going to be really, really helpful for creating templates or outlines for content. So like outlines of blog posts or ideas. Like if I'm saying, I really am looking for a bunch of ideas on this topic to write blog posts or, Um, I'm going to put my writing into an AI tool and it's going to help make that writing better. So maybe it's going to take out unnecessary words or improve my grammar. Um, So there's lots of ways that I think AI is going to help content in those ways. So using it as structure, using it for ideas, using it for editing, all of that. But I do think that um, no matter what happens with the being able to scan content to see if it's done by AI and stuff, I really do feel like, um, to just take an AI written blog post and put it on your blog. I don't think that is going to become the way or the, the the direction we all go. I really do see it as being a really helpful tool that a lot of people use to improve writing, to, um, help with ideas, help with streamlining processes by creating templates or SOPs, like things like that to make your marketing and your content and your blogs better but not for replacing the actual writing or the crafting of content. Another piece of this conversation around content and AI is that the human element of content is becoming even more valuable. I don't know if it's just me, but I've been seeing a lot of kind of meh content around. Like I've been seeing blog posts that are just like three tips for leadership or something. And it's just not interesting. It's not valuable to me. It's not written particularly um, well. It's 
fine. It's not bad, but it's definitely not making me think. It's not, you know, giving me really, really solid information or tools or a unique perspective. Um, and, and that is a big thing for people right now. And so I've, I've received some pushback on this too. I've had some people say, well, only you only care about that because you like writing or you only care about that because you're in marketing. But I do really think depending on the, the space you're in, of course, there are lots of things where you're just looking for, you know, a quick answer. And I think having AI as a tool for getting a quick answer or again, just Googling something quickly, sometimes you're just looking for a really quick answer and that's great. But oftentimes when we're trying to help develop our business, like let's say you are a um, accountant, right? If you're an accountant and you're trying to grow your small accounting agency in your small town, you're really trying to build that out, you're going to want to have an interesting perspective or an interesting tone behind it. You're going to want to have a human connection behind it because or else... Why would they just not go with somebody else who's saying all the exact same things, right? Accounting, the, the actual basics of accounting don't really change, you know, you know, but having a personal connection to you or to your vision for your agency or for your vision for your clients, right? So having that personal connection to people we work with or to service providers, we contract, all those types of things is a really, really big deal right now because there is so many options out there. There are so many options out there. So I think having a conversational tone or a, a personalized brand tone and then personalized content and high quality value driven content is really, really key still. And I think what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that using AI as a tool to help create that through things like templates or outlines or improving your writing is great, but I don't think it's replacing that personal tone that you can write in or making writing interesting or having a unique take on something. Um, I don't think that it's replacing those pieces, which really are, um, becoming more and more important in a world where there are lots and lots of options, um, lots and lots of service providers that offer very similar services, um, and that kind of thing. So, um, that is really my perspective on that human element of content. I am not at all saying that you have to completely write it all yourself. Still, I think AI is going to be a super handy tool for helping humans create better content, but I don't think that it's going to replace that personalized tone and that um, really, really high value content that um, currently marketers, small business owners, and copywriters are putting out. Um, I Instead, I think it's actually going to help us do it better and help us do it quicker and more efficiently, um, more systemized, all those things, which is all really, really important and awesome. So that is, again, my thoughts on kind of that human element. I know some people are kind of really resistant to AI. I am definitely not resistant at all. I'm super excited about it. Um, but if you are feeling a bit overwhelmed or stressed about some of these um, changes or some of these tools, or maybe you're still feeling a bit confused, I would really, really recommend trying out the tools now while they're free and while the changes are still happening. And maybe that sounds a little bit counterintuitive. Sometimes it's nice to kind of let the changes happen. And then once it's like a standard practice, you're like, okay, now I can really get to know it, how it's working right now. But if we get to know the tools a little bit better now, even as they change, you're just going to feel a little bit more confident in using them in the way that works best for your business um, and for your marketing. Um, as long as we always continue to keep in mind that the number one priority is high quality, valuable content, 
perfect for your dream clients. So answering their questions, um, you know, directing them to the solution that you offer, um, having it on a well put together website. Um, and there might be huge changes with that in the near future and, and that's fine, but getting to getting used to some of the tools and some of the changes as they come are going to be really, really key to helping you, um, helping you develop and helping you evolve with the tools that are available. So, um, <laughs> so that's really my advice is try out the tools, go on to ChatGPT and ask it some questions or ask it to create an outline for you or even just give me some ideas about this like just get some some experience using the tool and see how you like using it see how you can kind of best prompt it for things that are helpful to you um and my other piece of advice is do not get caught up in all the excitement around it and then put out some not that well put together blog post just because it's kind of exciting that AI wrote it for you. I've seen a few people do that and I do really just want to make sure <laughs> we are always prioritizing that high value, high quality um, that's really, really built for our dream clients. Um, so that's that's my thoughts. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot of changes that are happening, but honestly, it is very exciting. It is a bit of a revolution. It's the same way that cell phones changed a lot of what we did and um, the internet and all these things. And I think as long as we can kind of learn how to use it and not, not get swept up in the excitement or in the fear and instead really look at this as a tool um, and really making sure we are learning as we go um, and not being scared to try it and find a way that it works for us. I think that is going to be the key. Um, and that's what I'm planning on doing. I've been trying it a little bit, uh, seeing, uh, some kind of cool results and seeing some kind of lame results, <laughs> definitely learning that you have to provide, um, some very specific prompts if you want it to do certain things and not as specific if you want other things. So learning a lot, um, but really always trying to view it again as a tool, um, that is going to help us become more effective and, um, write better and and again keeping our goals top of mind there when it comes to that high quality high value uh, content when it comes to marketing so that is it for the conversation today i would be super interested to know if you have tried any types of ai what your thoughts are on it um, if you also have some concerns i think that's very common to have lots of concerns about it and really be curious as to what's going to be changing um, but if you have tried it if you've had some success i would love to hear about it um, feel free to connect with me um, on bellwhite.ca or through my instagram bellwhite creative and um, I definitely give this podcast a thumbs up, a like, a rating um, if you did enjoy today's episode. As I said, I usually <laughs> keep it a little bit more specific and a little bit more in my lane, but I've just been having a lot of chats about this topic and I, I was really excited to kind of share um, a couple thoughts for anyone else who's feeling a little overwhelmed or a little unsure as to how to tackle this um, and maybe have, have been hearing a little bit about it through the grapevine. So I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and I will catch you next time.